Welcome, everyone, and you are listening to Fighting the Frizzies at 11. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, boy. I sure do miss Christmas. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, I definitely miss Christmas. It's, uh, it's, we're in like, uh, fun limbo right now between Christmas, New Year's, and, uh, I don't know, I guess. Fourth of July is the next really big holiday, you'd say, right? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, don't say Valentine's Day. Oh, no, no, no. I, people who celebrate Valentine's Day like it's another big fun holiday are just idiots, and I don't wish to speak to them. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, there's really nothing that fun to do. No, I've been sitting in my house, cooped up, freezing my buns off. It's just like a sludgy, gross, slushy wonderland out there, and I just don't feel like venturing out and uh, doing anything, really. Let's say metaphorically, if you could do anything right now, what would you do? Anything? Anything at all. Well, Betty White's dead, so I'm not taking her on a date anytime soon. I guess the only other thing that I would want to do is, oh man, I would really love to go to an arcade, like big time. Oh man, yeah. Yep. I tell you, cruising down Walmart and like seeing all the little one-up arcade cabinets and stuff, it's almost like there's just this one little wall of this arcade nostalgia. Like, and then you uh, hit the end where the pops are and it's over. Yeah, pretty much. And the only downside to those machines is like, okay, it's cool, but they've got like three games on it and now they're like $800 a piece. Remember when you could just go to an arcade and, like, drop a quarter and play for 20 minutes and that's all you had to spend? The good old days, man. Yeah, well, we're not going to an arcade anytime soon, though, because uh, there aren't any around, at least not around me. What if you could build your own arcade right now? I could build my own arcade. Yep, your dream arcade. My dream arcade. Okay, I I've got a few thoughts. Would you build your own dream arcade if you could? Absolutely. And I think that I got five different things that I would put in it right now if I could. How about you? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Because I have five different <laughs> things that I would put in my dream arcade. Wow. This is crazy. What a coincidence. This is crazy. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not building your own arcade, are you? Yeah, totally. Wait a minute. I was going to build my own <laughs> arcade. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to build an arcade together, Grimy? Did we just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs> and maybe even business partners? Sounds about accurate, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, considering that we're all cooped up and we've got no arcades to go to and Betty White's dead, why don't we build our own <laughs> leftover pizza arcade? Rest in peace, Betty. Yeah, don't laugh at that. Oh. Very sad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that sounds good to me, though. Sounds, uh... Sounds super. All right. Well, uh, it's almost like we decided on this topic for a podcast and did work ahead of time and then just made all of this bullshit <laughs> intro up as we went along. It does. It does sound like that. Well, very convenient for us and for our listeners. Oh, my God. This is getting very meta. Kind of like that new Scream. We're not going to talk about that, though. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Well, you don't have to see it because we've got bigger fish to fry. Why don't you start by telling us your first pick of what you would put in the leftover pizza arcade. All right. Pizza power!
my first arcade cabinet that's going in to my brand new arcade. Our brand new arcade, actually. Thank you. I was just going to It's It's got to be Turtles in Time, 100%. That makes sense. And, and I'm glad that you're getting this out of the way up front because I, right. everybody expects you to pick this. Yeah. The, the, the Turtle Man himself. If you didn't pick Turtles in Time, uh, what will we be? Right. Betty White would be dead. Oh, mm. wait a minute. <laughs> it's not funny don't laugh oh, oh sorry sorry yeah same okay so turtles in time turtles in time yeah definitely it, it's um like i feel like it's the one that everyone like you said is expecting uh you can't have a good arcade without it so the first time i played this game it was at a storefront uh it was actually in the front of an ames i played it for like 20 minutes and I, I wasn't all that good at it, really. Uh, I, I think I got to the first boss, who is uh, Baxter Stockman. Okay. And, I mean, I was probably, like, five or six years old. I wasn't good at arcade cabinet playing at all. I was much more versed with a Nintendo controller at that time or a Genesis controller. Yeah, makes sense. And, I mean, it these games are sort of designed to not have too much uh, of a learning curve to them. They were kind of just button mashers, you know? And to that point, I actually, right after Christmas, as a little gift to myself, I bought the Turtles in Time, uh, the desktop arcade from Arcade 1-Up. I forgot you bought the Turtle one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I can say, as an adult, there is no strategy to this game, okay? Like, there's going to be some fanatic out there who has mastered the game. They'll tell you, oh, it's this button combination, you got to learn all that. No, there's not. It is a button masher through and through. And man, can I also say... This game was designed to suck quarters. Oh, yes, it really was. Oh, my God. Every five minutes when I play this, I'm, like, dumping five more lives worth of quarters, virtual quarters, into this machine. And I don't understand how kids could play this at an arcade and not lose, like, $20 back in the 90s. It's insane. Yeah, I I agree completely. And like I said, like, when I played it, I was really, really young, and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It is a very simple game, like you said. It's just a button masher. You just kind of walk around beating the shit out of bad guys and stuff like that. And you can die relatively fast if you don't know what you're doing. Super fast. Yeah. Oh, so. oh my God. Super fast. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah. Great for our arcade because we're going to make so much <laughs> goddamn money off this machine. Let for me sure. tell you. Yep. Now, like I said, I didn't really play this very much uh, i do play often now now that i know all about mame arcade and all that stuff but i'm more familiar with the super nintendo game uh, turtles in time which is well it's pretty similar like it's pretty much the same exact game um the arcade cabinet plays maybe a little bit different like the uh the animations are a little bit smoother and they there's more i want to say it's more articulate when it comes to the animation of like the moves and stuff like that, like you can tell there's a slight difference to it. Um, Sure, okay, I could see that. And one of the biggest differences is that, uh, what is it, in the level Prehistoric Turtlesaurus, instead of Slash in the Super Nintendo game, um, they actually have Clayface in the arcade cabinet. Interesting. I actually haven't made it that far in the arcade cabinet, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, he's pretty sweet. Um, He's not really, like, an important Turtles character. I think that's one of the only things that he really appears in. But, yeah, uh, I really like that they put Slash in the Super Nintendo game later. It's just much better character, uh, very iconic character, and so iconic that 
oh man, I don't know how many years later, but NECA actually has Turtles in Time figures out right now, and Slash was one of the first four that they teased. So uh, yeah, good yeah, good move on their hand. It's got beautiful colors. It just makes sense. I want to back up for a second too, because you mentioned that you played this up front at the front of an Ames store. I sure did. Okay, so so you had Turtles in Time. I love that this like unlocked a core memory for me because you mentioned this to me and I didn't have a Turtles in Time up at the front of my aims, but I had the Simpsons arcade game up at the front of my aim, uh, aims. And I, I, okay, can I tell a quick funny story about this? Oh, yeah, because absolutely. Now, I was growing up, uh, you know, I was pretty young in the early to mid-90s. I know that you're, you're a little bit older, so you might have had maybe a little bit more uh, opportunities to go to a real arcade. My arcades when I was growing up pretty much were just Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and Buster's. But, like, my first arcade game memory that I have was anytime I would go to Ames, either with my mom or my grandmother, they would give me a couple quarters at the end so that I could play the Simpsons game up at the front of the store before we left. So... Here it comes. This is great. I, it cracks me up every single time. <laughs> so I was three years old. I was with my mom and my grandmother, and my sister was practically a newborn. She might have been like six or eight months old. All right. Old enough to sit up in the carriage, and that's about it. So my mom and my grandmother were shopping, and they had turned their backs to the two of us kids because they were looking at clothes or something like that. And I'm really annoyed because I hate shopping, but I'm only on this shopping trip so I can play the Simpsons game at the end of it, right? Okay. Well, my sister is reaching in my grandmother's purse, and she's pulling out what I think is candy. And I'm going, (laughs) dang it. Why does she get to eat candy? This sucks, you know? And so I'm watching her eat this candy, I think. And then I tap on my grandmother, and I go, how come Jilly gets to eat candy and I don't? <laughs> and my grandmother goes, what do you mean Jilly's eating candy? Oh, my God. And I go, yeah, she's eating candy. And she goes, Derek, show me where she got the candy from. So I take her over to the carriage. She reaches in her purse. My sister had gotten into my grandfather's heart oh medication. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now my my grandmother... And my mom realized what's happening, and they go into panic mode, right? Right. So my mom, because I think they had taken separate cars, my mom grabs my sister, and she goes, I need to get her to the emergency room right away, bolts out, and is like, you take care of Derek. You can meet me at the hospital later. I'll give you details. And so my grandmother is also going into panic mode, right? Right. So she grabs me and rushes me out the door. And I don't get to play my goddamn Simpsons arcade game. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not grasping the situation here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You just, the only thing you thought about was Simpsons. Hell yeah, (laughs) I'm just in this trip so I can play this arcade game, and I'm getting robbed of that experience. And now here I am, I'm like, okay, so I don't get candy. I don't get to play the Simpsons arcade game. There weren't candy, it was pills. Didn't realize that, right? Man, I had the worst (laughs) day of my life. So... That's one of my earliest memories. Oh, by the way, she's fine. They pumped her stomach. She's okay. I mean, she's annoying, but that's like the worst thing that ever <laughs> happened. And I don't even think that's a direct correlation. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. But yeah, so 
Ames and arcade games, they go hand in hand. I just figured I'd mention that. And I suppose if you're throwing in the Turtles in Time, I should probably also throw in the Simpsons arcade game. It's not an official pick, but Ames games must stay in the leftover pizza arcade. Absolutely. If everybody had a across the USA, then everybody'd be served like California. All right, so as I mentioned, didn't really have a ton of arcades growing up, but I was really growing up in the era of a Chuck E. Cheese. Did you happen to grow up in that same era too, or did you not really have a Chuck E. Cheese? What was your Chuck E. Cheese situation? Didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Grew up in that era, but unfortunately there aren't any really, really close to us. We had this this little pizza place called Playtime Pizza that was like eh, about 45 miles away from us, give or take. Oh, wow. So it was actually pretty far away. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was very fortunate in the fact that there was a Chuck E. Cheese. There still is a Chuck E. Cheese, the same one. It's never gone out of business. About 10 minutes from my home. (laughs) So... Basically, whenever my, you know, grandparents or my parents were looking to fill an afternoon, uh, they would take me over to Chuck E. Cheese. Boy, that must be fucking nice. Oh, my God. I, I, like, spent so much time at Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. It was awesome. I loved it. But uh, so for my first game that I would plop into the leftover pizza arcade, uh, it was about the mid-90s. And I don't think the game's still there anymore, but it was the Barbie and Ken wave runner water game so i sent you some pictures of this considering you never get to experience it firsthand but for those who are also unaware you can google some images it's it's a pretty basic game but basically this looks like when you go to a traveling carnival say and they've got the the games at the booths oh yeah this is one of those water gun games but the whole point here is that there's two players And on the left is a Ken doll, and on the right is a Barbie doll. And they've rigged them up so that they're on these little wave runners, these little jet skis, right? And when the game starts, it's got all the lights, just like a carnival game and everything. Um, And it's got, the, like I said, the guns. And when the the game starts, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys starts playing. And my God, dude, I don't like the Beach Boys, but that used to get me amped up. I was like... Oh, here we go. I'm in it to win it, okay? Oh, man, I would have been the same way. Surfer music gets me pumped. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah. No, totally agree. (laughs) There's something about surf music that just fits in an arcade, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's because of, like, arcade boardwalk, like, same thing. I don't know. Oh, that could be. No, this, this has the whole boardwalk vibe to it, though. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Yes. Big boardwalk vibe. So the game starts, you're squirting the water at the at the target, and your whole goal here is to get your rider to the finish line first. And then obviously whoever wins gets the tickets, and tickets were big in my life. I had a very big association as a kid between arcades and tickets because I always thought, what's the point in playing something if you're not getting tickets that you can, you know, go get a shitty little prize at the true, end. True, true. So now as an adult, I get it. I'm like, oh, it's fun to play a video game and not worry about getting tickets. But I will admit that was a big part of my childhood were the ticket-based games. And if we're opening an arcade, Grimy, we're having ticket-based games. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? We have to. Yeah, we, at least a few anyway, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Got to be a mix. Got to be a mix. So for sure, uh, again, this is a super old game. Like this is probably 30 years old at this point. I don't think that they still make it. I don't even know if they would like license it out now. It's weird. It's got Barbie, like an official Barbie and Ken doll on it. And it's like kind of part of the whole game and marketing. So I don't know if this was officially licensed. I don't know if the game manufacturer was just, you know, they just bought up like a, a lot of old used Barbie and Ken Dalston just rigged it up. I, I don't know. It's weird. I'm wondering that too because I don't actually see in these pictures you sent me, anyways, anything that actually says Barbie or, or like Ken or anything on it. It looks very makeshift, like someone just designed it themselves in their basement. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no official branding or anything like that. It's not like this is the Barbie water game. It's like, no, no. This is a water game that just so happens to have a Barbie and Ken on it. And that was super strategic, too, by the way, because. Again, as a kid, as a little boy in the 90s, I had no interest in Barbie or Ken, but there was something about this, seeing them up there, seeing them ride these little neon pink and yellow wave runners that was like a fly on shit, man. Like it drew me right oh, to yeah. it. Yep. Like a moth to a flame. Yep. I, I would have definitely done the same. So, yeah. Great time. Uh, every time I hear Surfing USA by the Beach Boys, this is where my mind goes. And I probably spent a lot, a lot of my parents' money on this game. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my first addition to our arcade. Uh, Simpsons doesn't count. Like, it's in our arcade, but that doesn't count as my first edition. <laughs> that's fair. Capcom presents. Capcom presents. The next game going in our arcade is Marvel vs. Capcom. Have you ever played Marvel vs. Capcom? I can't remember if I asked you. Okay, so I have played Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay. And again, have a very specific memory about it as a kid. But uh, do you want to go first and then I can I can tell you yeah, about sure. that? Yeah, sure. So um, I I've can't remember how many times I've actually played Marvel vs. Capcom, whether it was the first one or the second one. But I do have a very fond memory of the first time I played it, and that was when I went camping in a cabin in New York. We went to this little food spot. It had, like, ice cream and hamburgers and stuff like that, and there was, like, two or three little arcade cabinets. And uh, this Marvel vs. Capcom happened to be one of them. I had no idea that there was such a game, for one. I was a pretty big fan of Street Fighter and most fighting games in general. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting for the first time seeing that uh, there were Marvel characters in a Capcom game. And, you know, watching Ryu beat the shit out of Iron Man for the first time was pretty weird, pretty, uh, pretty surreal. Oh, absolutely. That was like the first experience that a lot of us had at crossover events yeah like now they've got you know kids have movies like spider-man homecoming oh yeah where they yep. grew up with the marvel movies mm -hmm. but there was a time when this was like the craziest thing that we'd ever seen because it's characters from our video games crossing over with characters from our comics and it was like holy shit are you seeing this <laughs> yeah totally i mean nowadays we have everything is crossover you have oreos that are being made into kit kats and fucking wendy's frosties being made into cereal you know everything has a crossover now so we're pretty immune to it now but yeah i agree yeah the, uh we definitely this is something that was an eye-opener back then oh big time 
And the art style in this game was just so, like, beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just so vibrant, mm-hmm. and the the Marvel characters especially, they just looked really, really good. Yeah. Again, before any proper Marvel movies were coming out. So this just kind of looked like our Saturday morning cartoons, or it looked like they were ripped straight from the comics. At the, oh, time, yeah, which. yep. Definitely, like, they were ripped straight from the comics or, like, a graphic novel or something. Like, the artwork just popped and oh yeah it, that's really so cool. what i love mostly about uh street fighter games in general after like street fighter alpha 2 for the super nintendo they just went with this really nice looking kind of i don't want to say manga style but like very similar to that like but you know like a comic book aspect of it and i don't know it's just super pretty Absolutely. and the music's always on point like you know even at home, it feels like you're at an arcade. Absolutely, yeah. It, th- just that art style really gelled with Street Fighter. Uh, even before, you know what I mean? Like, so Marvel and and Capcom, just the, the art styles really gelled together. Yeah. And it was just super addicting back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember playing this game, again, at a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, nice. Um, but I think my mom's friends had come over for the evening or something, and my dad was tasked with getting me out of the house because, God forbid, there be men in the house during a girl's night, you know. So right. He had taken me to see that uh, Jonathan Lipnicki movie, The Little Vampire. Oh, no shit. Remember that? Yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a very vivid memory of seeing that movie, and then that one scene where there, uh, a cow turns into a vampire <laughs> yeah, and yeah. can fly yep. and then shits on somebody's windshield. And, I, man, that was comedy gold for me. Yeah, let me tell wow. You. Uh, <laughs> you just opened up a gate. I completely completely forgot about that one. Uh, it, a great movie. should revisit it. But, he, yeah, so he took me to see that movie, and then we still had some time to kill afterwards. Uh, so he took me to Chuck E. Cheese. And that was the game that I remember we went to because he, he sort of laid down the line. He was like, listen. We're not doing the ticket games tonight, all right? <laughs> We're just playing arcade games. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Nobody's ever told me this, but all right, if that's what you're telling me, we'll, we'll just play arcade games. So I just have a memory of my dad and I just out what I thought was late at night at that point. Like It was probably like 8 o'clock or something like that. Right. But I had never been in Chuck E. Cheese that late. And that was like the first game that we went to was the Capcom versus Marvel game, and we played that for a good long while, so... Good memories with that game. Good memories. I associate it with cow shit, so that that means that it's good, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Flying uh, vampire cows shitting on people's stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyway, I I still play this once in a while now. I have it for Dreamcast. I have Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Um, I'd say it's probably the best out of all the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise, I don't really necessarily care for any of the newer ones that are all in 3D. And it's a little off topic, but like same with like, I really didn't care seeing Street Fighter versus Tekken. I don't know. I just really feel like Street Fighter works best as a 2D kind of, you know, fighting game. I don't know. I don't really like the 3D aspect of it. So yeah, we, we need more 2D fighting games. We don't get too many of these and you know what the other thing i'll say too it seems like we get a disproportionate amount of smash style fighting games now versus traditional true one-on-one or two-on-two fighting games so hey if anybody wants to take a stab at it and bring that back actually 
just quickly. I noticed that there's actually a company trying to bring back a remastered version of Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, wow. With, like, 4K sprites. Ooh. Looks beautiful. That would be sick. So there's a petition floating around out there somewhere uh, if people want to go and find that and support it because, man, let's get some of that uh, 2D fighting action back in style. Let's bring it back. All right, so we we just talked 2D games and fighting games specifically. But you know what I was a sucker for when I was growing up? Yeah. I was a sucker for a ride game. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So like a little bit later on when I was getting a little bit older, they were including some like almost fully 3D simulation rides. So like you could ride a, a... a roller coaster for a couple tokens or there was one I remember that went what felt like almost backwards to simulate flipping over in a, a jet fighter. Oh, wow. Which was pretty cool. And there was like this big globe. But I'm not talking about simulation, like full on simulations. Right. My favorite that I can remember playing when I was a kid that I would somehow manage to find and put into our own arcade is the Jurassic Park ride shooter game i i don't really have a name for it it's literally just called the jurassic park game i believe but i just sent you a picture of this so you can get some eyes on it but did you ever get a chance to ride this or play i should say play this game no i've never played it uh i've never even been around it before i don't believe but wow is it beautiful uh it looks like they just ripped the caravan right from the uh the movie now it looks like it says Jurassic Park Moving Theater? Is that what that says? Moving. Oh, I think so. This is super low res picture. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're, really we're bad. We're trying but... our best. <laughs> but for those of you listening, which is all of you, because we don't have a visual <laughs> podcast, <laughs> um, you might remember this, but if not, I'm going to try to describe it for you. So like Grimy said, it does look like the back end of one of the Jurassic Park Jeeps. Um, they've put that as your seat where you sit almost like a racing game like a daytona or a cruise in usa yeah right yeah so that moves i was gonna say down. this it looks like there's like an accordion on the bottom here that just moves up and down then? yeah right on it does right it on. does so so the the car will react to whatever's happening on screen in front of you okay and there's actually it's kind of hard to see but there's a couple guns that point at the screen. So this is actually a, a shooter game. Nice. Okay. It, it's like a light shooter, uh, almost like a house of the dead was back in the day. Right. So they're combining a moving vehicle here with what you're seeing on screen. And you've got to shoot at the dinosaurs to get them off your, to get them off your, your car that you're driving on, in the game. And it's all rendered in this beautiful, like PS one era graphics. So it kind of sort of looks good in 3D, but not really. But that's sort of the charm of it all, right. you know? So it was like the best it could be at that point in time, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there was like a bunch of iterations on this game. Like they're still making this game. Oh, no shit. But now it's just got some really, really high-end, beautiful graphics. Oh, I bet. Uh, 
and actually in a couple of the later iterations it might have been the lost world one i don't really remember but um they took that whole moving theater concept to the next level and they actually enclosed you in the the ride or in the game so like you'd have to step into this closed off arcade game right. and it really felt like you were in inside the game kind of I don't know right. it was really cool it, like I I'm a sucker for a game where you've got to get inside and you're like closed off mm-hmm. from the rest of the arcade Yeah they seem I actually uh the last arcade I did visit they seem to be doing this quite a bit now there's a uh, one for Luigi's Mansion where it's like completely curtained off the whole way around and you step in it like it's a photo booth. Are you kidding me? No, not at all. I have pictures. I'll send them to you later. It's completely oh beautiful, God. man. So cool. That's my dream. <laughs> oh, my God. So cool. Maybe we'll have to get that on top of it. I mean, <laughs> an arcade can't just have only 10 games. We're, we're going to have to, like, pad this thing out a little bit more. Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> for the purposes of this podcast, there's only 10 games. But in real life, there's, like... 50 so we're going hard here <laughs> so yeah that that is going in this arcade 100 percent non-negotiable i need some form of a jurassic park game but in my ideal world we're getting this original jurassic park moving theater because it's beautiful and i love it and i want to ride it for the rest of my life <laughs> All right, Derek, you mentioned a shooting game, and I'm going to mention a shooting game for my next pick, and it is House of the Dead 2. Now, I first played House of the Dead 2 on Dreamcast. It's a funny story. I was going to rent a Dreamcast from this place called Take-Two Video, which is a video rental place right down the road from my old house. And I originally got it because it was like, you know, 1999, right when the Dreamcast came out and Sonic Adventure just came out and yada yada. I wanted to play Sonic Adventure. They had no Sonic Adventure. They had two games. One of them was this pro bass fishing, which came with like a reel that you can play, like you're actually reeling in a fish and they had House of the Dead 2, which came with two light guns. Me and my older brother played the shit out of this game, like, nonstop. And I think we actually rented it out longer than what we were supposed to. We ended up calling them and just telling them that we were going to pay the extra money to keep it for another extra, like, week or whatever. Then, uh, a couple years later, the uh, carnival that comes around town here, they ended up having this tented area where there was, like, a little arcade setting underneath. And uh, House of the Dead 2 was one of the arcade cabinets there and I had no idea that it was originally an arcade cabinet but like most you know really really fun arcade games like the turtle one we talked about earlier uh this thing just swallowed our quarters up like I remember playing with like five or six of my friends we all had twenty dollars each all in quarters and I mean the fucking quarters just disappeared like crazy absolutely so my memories now I love House of the Dead. Oh yeah, way. yeah. Great games. Yep. I I think the first time I really got swallowed into those games were on the Wii because they okay. came out with a a 1 and 2 collection and at that point I was old enough where you know, I wouldn't get scared by those games right, where right. I could play them. Loved it, had a great time with it, but I think my first memories of that game were all the Older kids in Jinko jeans, like okay. that's where they flock. Yes, to. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, pretty much. So that 
that's like my association with that game is like kids who loved corn. <laughs> not, not the vegetable, the band. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe the vegetable too. We don't really know. Well, who doesn't love corn? I mean, we're American. Right. That's the most American food we've got. Yeah, we we put them in uh, Stretch Armstrong figures. <laughs> oh, <old> throwback, <laughs> nice. That that's called building lore around our show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. No, I really, I really did love those House of the Dead games. Um, and the one thing that I realized when I was like older in my teens was how bad the voice acting oh, was. Oh yeah. On those games. And I, I was going to mention that totally just like in a couple of seconds, but yeah, totally. Oh my God. So bad. If you uh, have never seen any of the video of this game at all, like you have to check it out. Just atrocious voice acting ever. Like the words don't really match up with the mouths. Uh, and the just the the voices all together like the way they pronounce words is fucking awful like i know but this must have been a japanese release first yeah right? yeah it was sega dreamcast came out i think 7 or 8 months before it did in the us over in japan so yeah yeah right 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 so i mean you know it makes sense this isn't something that was developed here in the us right. but my God, they couldn't like get better voice actors yeah. or just a director. I don't even think it was necessarily the actors. I just think the person who was directing the voice actors was like, yeah, I'm going to be over in the other room not paying attention to you people. I trust you. Just record your lines. Yeah. <laughs> and man, that, it's rough. It's but like in the best kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's really, really funny. I really love it. My little brother and I, like, constant because we work in the same uh, factory together, we'll, like, pass by each other, and we'll just be like, dogs of the AMS. Time they made a move. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's infiltrated both of your lives. Oh, man, yeah. We make fun of this game on a daily basis, I swear. But that's a sign of a good game. It is. And that's why it belongs in the arcade. Yes, it does. Absolutely. House of the Dead 2. What a shot! You know what's on my mind? What's that? We're playing basketball. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you you're know. talking about. You don't know that you don't know that song? No. It's real good. I don't I don't remember what it's from, but is it is it jam? Well, hey, that's my next pick. Look at that. It's arcade basketball. Whoa. Nice, nice. Uh, I listen, listen, grimy. Yeah. Grimy. I fucking hate sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. dude, don't get me started on sports. Yeah, I'm the same. Unless they're extreme. Extreme? Yeah. Or street? Or hockey. Hockey's okay. Yeah. Hockey's yeah. Okay I'm, I'm there with you. But I, I don't know. Back in the 90s, dude, uh, basketball was it. Everybody loved basketball. Yeah, you're right. You didn't even have to like the sport to love basketball. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. For me, I think what did it was uh, NBA Jam. Absolutely. Coincidentally, that's the other <laughs> tabletop uh, arcade that I bought for myself this Christmas was the NBA Jam Arcade. Nice. Uh, love it. So I really was like tough. I was like, okay, do I include uh, an NBA Jam cabinet or 
do I look deep within my heart and do what I know is right? Do what I know is true to myself. <laughs> I'm glad you went Don't this laugh. route. I really am. I'm being very sentimental. <laughs> I'm being very sentimental. No, no. I'm, I'm glad you went this route. I really love arcade basketball. Yeah. Like, there is nothing better than showing up uh, with a fistful of tokens and pumping them into this machine to play a sport that I'm really bad at, throwing a bunch of overinflated basketballs into a hoop that's slightly too small and getting like three tickets every time you do it. <laughs> like there's something very satisfying about that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I think like, okay, if I play arcade basketball like once a year, that counts as me doing exercise. I'm healthy. I don't have to worry about working out. Yeah, especially the ones that you're timed where you're like, you have to throw a million baskets at a time. Like, yeah, it's cardio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cardio. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, no, I really, I'm going to get serious. I swear to God. No, I, I love arcade basketball and we couldn't call ourselves an arcade without an arcade basketball machine. I agree. Um, and, and I'm going to say this right now. You know what I fucking hate, Grimey? You know what I absolutely hate? I hate any game mode on those arcade basketball machines that moves a hoop in any way. Oh, yeah. Not about it. Don't need the extra challenge. It's challenging enough for me to try to play a sport yeah. in an arcade setting. Yeah, okay? I'm not really all that good at basketball as is either. So, like, yeah, if you could just keep the hoop stay right in, like, you know, yeah. in the middle where it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's freaky. I'm actually, like, really good at this game. Like, I, I hate how good I am yeah. at arcade basketball. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. It really ha It makes no sense. You know, I played real basketball for like one winter mm -hmm. at the local YMCA and my my coach if you even want to call them that was just a parent they were like listen you don't run okay you're a, you're the big kid which translated to you're the fat kid <laughs> you got to set the picks okay yeah. He was just like, you know, no, you you don't get a chance to shoot. You're just going to block the other guy. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Which maybe is why I love arcade basketball so much because it's the only time where I've been able to, like, shoot and feel like I'm winning at a game of basketball. All right? It's very, <laughs> very sad. It's very sad. Everybody cry now. Everybody <laughs> cry for Derek. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't cry not looking at this game because it is in the shape of a fucking high oh! top <laughs> this guy he's a car salesman over here oh yeah. Uh, yeah no so what Grimey's referencing and I'm gonna delve back into my childhood a little bit here again Chuck E. Cheese I know that you're sick of hearing it but um, on the back wall they actually had a very tiny section like for toddlers okay so they would have regular arcade games, but they were like the toddler version because there's no way that a three-year-old is making a shot on the regular arcade cabinet. Right. So my love of arcade basketball started on that back wall meant for toddlers, and they had a kid version of arcade basketball. You can look it up. On the side here, it actually says high tops. So maybe look up on Google high tops uh basketball arcade game but this game meant for little little kids is designed to look like a high top sneaker and the whole basketball game is built into it which is like the coolest thing ever and this thing looks like the most 90s thing that's ever been built. oh yeah yeah it, uh, it is beautiful and i love it so if we're building an arcade not only do we need to have the regular arcade basketball 
But I cannot forget the little ones. So we're going to have to hunt down one of these high tops uh, child basketball arcade machines as well. Welcome, Go, man. All right, man. We've talked about a lot of. All right, man. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, bro. All right, dude, bro, man. Cuz. All right, buddy. <laughs> So we've talked about... Okay, friend. <laughs> All right, big guy. Sorry. Okay, champ. All right, little man. All right, sport. Oh, God, sport. Hey, buddy. So, what's your pick? <laughs> so we talked about a whole lot of different uh, arcade cabinets and uh, ticket games, and I think it's time that we introduce our first pinball machine. Yes. What's your first pinball machine? The Adams Family Pinball Machine, of course. Of course. Yes. Do you ever play the Adams Family Pinball Machine, Derek? You know, I don't think I have, Grammy. Never? Never? Can you describe it to me? Can you tell me about the wonders of this machine? Oh, man, it's so good. So uh, the first time I ever played it, it was at a local YMCA when YMCAs were still kind of cool. I don't even think the YMCA's really have like arcades or anything. Did your do you have a YMCA or anything like that around you? Yes, I do. I previously mentioned that's where I oh, yeah. uh, experienced some trauma of being the fat kid playing. That's right. That's right. So, you know. Did they ever have like arcade cabinets or anything or like a pool table? No, they. Uh, I don't think so. Because if they they did, I would have figured it out uh, being the fat kid at a YMCA. <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I w- it would have been drawn there again. Like a moth to a flame, okay, Bell. <laughs> so, yeah, ours had uh, a pool table. I think they had two pool tables, actually. They had a ping pong. Ping pong. Ping pong. What the fuck am I trying ping to say? Pong. Ping pong. <laughs> ping pong. pong table. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy Are fuck. Are you okay? Should I call 911? I'm pretty sure this is just water. I, I'm not. Hmm. <laughs> so they had a ping pong yes. table? So they had a pool table or two. They had a ping pong table. They also had, uh, I think it was Alien versus Predator arcade cabinet, and they had the Adams Family pinball machine. What a what a weird combination for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. I could I, I could get ping pong. I could sort of understand pool. Right. And then they're just like, ah, the kids love AVP and they love Adams yeah. Family. Yeah. Well. Uh, as far as I remember back in the day, like the YMCA used to be swamped full of kids and a lot of kids were hanging out there when they're like their folks were at the gym or whatever. They wouldn't allow, and I still don't think they really allow anyone under like 16 or under like, I think it might even be under 12 or something down in the, uh, the, the weightlifting room. So they had to have something to do and they had like a couple of arcade cabinets. So it's kind of like in Turtles 1 when there's, like, the, the foot clan and they make, <laughs> they make the hangout. Yeah, yeah. That's what the and local you know, lie was for you yeah, guys? Yeah, that actually— Just handing out cigarettes and yeah, shit? Yeah, that's a lot, like, what it felt like because there was, like— oh Man, I can't tell you how many fucking different, like, scrubby kids would show up there. And don't get me wrong, I was a scrubby kid, too, like, this weird little goth kid. Yeah. But, yeah, it really did feel kind of like that uh, when I was that age. Um, but the Adams Family Pinball— 
it's kind of a strange machine. Like it has things from the movie on it. Uh, the entire it has like what the hell is Gomez's real name? The guy that plays starts with an R. I'm like drawing a blank right now. Raul yeah, Julia. Yes, the one. Holy fuck. Yeah, it has like the whole cast from the movie on the uh, the scoreboard. Um. At the very bottom where, like, the ball falls into the hole in between the little kickers, um, you can see, uh, what's his name, Fester. Okay. He's in I'm between I'm looking at there. it now. I see Fester. Yeah, and he's got, yeah, like, the, cool. the, uh, the light bulb in the mouth, and it lights up really cool. Um, and the, in the top, do you see, you're looking at a picture of it right now? I am. Oh, my God. They got, they got the hand. Yeah, dude. Too. So, yeah, that's, like, my favorite part is wow. that, like, the hand comes out of the box in the top right corner, and it pulls a ball into the box and closes. Wow. Dude, it's super, super fucking wild. Like, I kind of, like, I knew I was going to pick this, and I completely forgot about how this game plays until I watched a video of it again, and it, like, just brought me right back. Um Oh my god, is the ball lever an eyeball? It looks like it is. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Wow, that's wild. I also love that they kind of uh, for the for the actual size of the machine, whoever designed it was like, uh, uh what what do we know about the Adams family? Uh it's spooky. It's creepy. What what's spooky and creepy? Uh lightning. Yeah. And they just like drew lightning all over the side oh, yeah, without much. really any rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to it. I mean, it looks baller. Um, no, I really love the inclusion of a pinball machine in an arcade because I feel like you got to have at least one. Yeah. And uh, this one's really cool. I really I really dig it. I've played a lot of different pinball machines, and this one here, it's so nostalgic. Like, I, I, I can't not include it. So, to the Adams Family pinball machine. And the home of the Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you, buddy. Hey, no, it's kind of, it's good that you're talking in in the Canadian South Park accent. You know why? You want to know why? Why is that? Friend, because my next pick, my next pick is another sports game. Can you freaking believe it? Now think back. Think back. What did I say? I said I like, I like extreme sports. The only real sport that I like is what? Hockey. Oh, something something right. about uh, maple syrup. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's hockey is very Canadian. It's, when, it is. Okay. So my my next choice to include in our arcade <clears throat> is none other than a bubble hockey machine. Yes. Bubble hockey. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I didn't before, but... Um... You didn't before. Yeah, it seems like nobody knows what I mean when I say bubble hockey. I don't I don't know why this is such a, a hard concept. I tell you what, when uh, you said what it was, I didn't really understand. But then when I saw the picture, I was like, oh yeah, they did have these things at like just about every arcade that I've ever seen. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a bubble hockey machine for those of you listening at home and are scratching your heads is uh basically exactly what it sounds like so air hockey is fun it's fine it's a good time but if given the choice i will always always take a bubble hockey machine so a bubble hockey machine is basically foosball but the hockey version of it and unlike foosball where it's an open table they decided, okay, 
We're going to put this big plastic dome over all of the players. Not really sure why they did that, but probably, I guess the only thing I can think of is like so that a puck doesn't go flying like at some kids. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Maybe. But, yeah, it's basically the same stick and rod system. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, what she said. (laughs) Sorry, Betty. Um, As as a foosball table. But it's like it's way more complex. So instead of it just being rows, uh, and all you can do is you know move them up or down and then flick it on. <laughs> Stop! Don't say it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say these anything. Can... <laughs> oh yeah, sure. These <clears throat> every individual player on your team can be moved freely of one another so they're not you know you're not doing a whole row of players like you do with foosball you can move all your players up and down Mm. uh when you spin the your you know the the stick the rod for the players that spins them around so you can pass the puck to each other you can shoot the puck that way and then of course you've all got control of your own goalies to try and block any shots that might be uh taken at your side. So what's really fun about this is usually there's a scoreboard up the top that looks kind of like a real hockey scoreboard. And my favorite part about these games is that they shoot the puck up from below the machine onto the ice. So it really feels like a real puck drop where you're kind of waiting there in anticipation, just very stressed out as to when this is going to happen. <laughs> and then you usually get in like fights with your friends, just smacking oh, these hockey yeah, players I against each other. It. And I'm, I'm shocked that like these machines, well, they probably do break often. I don't know, but I was going to say, I'm, I'm shocked that I've never run across a broken one of these machines because I feel like they can take some damage. You know, I, I feel like kids really beat the shit out uh, on those machines. Oh yeah, man. Kids. I knew they'd fucking wail on something like this. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so I'm addicted to those games. I think that it's probably one of the best times that you can have in an arcade, aside from arcade basketball. And I don't think any arcade is truly complete without one. Yeah. So Leftover Pizza Arcade is getting a bubble hockey machine, whether you like it or not, buddy. See, you do like sports, as long as you don't actually have to play them. <laughs> eh, or watch it, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't yeah. like to watch it either, you know. I think I think that's it. Sports were initially designed to be fun, and then when it came time to monetize them, they sucked all the fun out of it. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck sports. I'm gonna get you. Ouch. 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 Alright, dude, b- pal, friend, bro, buddy. Yes, chief. my love. What do you know about Wacky Gator? <laughs> Wacky Gator? Boy, I don't know much aside from that video that you sent me. Oh, Could man. you tell me more about <laughs> Wacky Gator? Yeah, yeah. It's another ticket game. There is a video of it. There's several videos of it on YouTube right now. You can check it out. Uh, just look up Wacky Gator uh, arcade game. Surely there will be some 50-year-old dude smacking gators on the tops of their heads with a... Uh... A foam mallet. But yeah, that's it's if you've ever played like Whack-A-Mole or anything like that. So these gators come out 
and you know they're talking the whole time that's one of the things i loved about this machine is like the noises they make you know you hit them and they say ow and uh when the game starts it's like i can't remember if they, they say something like i'm coming to get you or something real crazy uh it's it's yeah. really really fun game very realistic in that way you know yeah it's like in real yeah. life when you hit a gator and it says yeah wow. yeah I've, I've, <laughs> I've done that plenty of times yeah 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 I hear in Florida that gators actually say that. They yell at you. you know, Ouch. Go, I'm coming to get you. And then you go, ah, <laughs> I just, fuck. I completely Those Florida agree. gators, they'll talk to you before they eat you. <laughs> they'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, if you're on bath salts. But, yeah, Wacky Gator. Uh, what else to say about it? Uh, the uh, the scoreboard was really cool. It's um, You can see, like, a bunch of alligators swimming in this, like, swamp, this uh, luscious green swamp. It's got like plant life all over it, and these cartoony alligators are swimming around in it. And uh, the uh, scoreboard, the actual numbers are all in this like bright neon pink. Uh, it looks yeah. really, really beautiful in a darkened room. When oh yeah, and when they do get you hit the alligators on the tops of their heads, it kind of sounds like like a distress call from one of the Donkey Kong bad guy characters. I can't remember which one, but it sounds a lot like that. I don't know why I think about Donkey Kong every time I play it, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I think about when I'm playing it. I wish I had the ability to play Wacky Gator all the time because I probably would. Yeah, just move to Florida, dude. Yeah. I mean, wait, oh no, wait, no, now you can because we're building an arcade. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> uh... You can almost tell on this one that this is the one I deleted all of my notes for. <laughs> all right, man. The uh, the arcade's looking pretty top notch, pretty primo, but I think we got room for one more machine over there. So let me fill that spot with my last pick. Are you ready? Yeah. Good, because I'm picking the Terminator Two arcade game. The Terminator Two arcade game. Yeah. Have you ever played the Terminator Two arcade game? Uh, so believe it or not, there is a mall that is pretty close to me that still has one. No kidding. Yep. Really? I did play it. I did play it. Oh my god. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. It's just a shooter, but it's you. You have to stand up. Like it's kind of a tall yeah. game, from what I remember. Um. But so when I was a kid, we used to have a local pizza place that we would go to all the time. Um. Basically, every Friday night, my parents would pull up to Archie's Pizza, although it wasn't really called Archie's Pizza. It was called Star Pizza, but Archie was the owner, and he was straight from Greece. He was the best guy ever. He made a a wonderful, wonderful pizza, but he also always had, like, one arcade game shoved off to the corner somewhere, okay? Okay. And I was super young. And I would be with my dad while we were picking up pizza every every week. And um, my dad would never give me money to play the to play the game because this was the '90s. Okay, like you didn't have an iPad, you didn't have a phone to keep you busy. If you didn't like play an arcade game while you waited for food, you were just staring at a wall. Basically, this is that's what we did. So true. Pre-smartphone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So true. So Archie, being the good guy that he was, every week would give me a quarter or two, and he'd be like. Oh, come here. Take the quarter. Go play the game. And I said, (laughs) 
wow, gee, thanks. And my dad would go, Archie, you don't you don't need to do that. And he goes, I know, I want him to play. He's going to have a good time. And I said, ha, ah, yeah, see, I'm going to have a good time. Listen to the man. And I think my dad really just didn't want me to play, not because he felt bad about taking a quarter from Archie every week, but because, again, as I mentioned before, the Terminator 2 game is, like, really tall. Right. And me being, like, three or four years old, I was not very tall. So what that meant is that my dad had to hold me <laughs> the entirety of that that quarter lasted. And I was kind of a good game player at that point in my life, so it could go on a while. Yeah, your dad's uh, like, okay, kid, you're dead. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him very evilly, like like the kid from The Omen. I go, I still have one more quarter, father. And he just goes... <laughs> Fuck you, Archie. Goddamn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really love that game. It's really fun. Uh, and I know that they've made other Terminator arcade games yeah. since. Like, I know that there was a Terminator Salvation game. Mm-hmm. That was fine. It was pretty good. But I just have memories specifically of that. And I want it in our arcade so that other dads have to hold their little little kids for way too long on their knee and they get back problems just so their kid can have a nice time at our at our arcade. I, I will make a compromise. We'll make a compromise. We will okay. lend okay. them the official leftover pizza arcade stepping stool just for the Terminator machine. For the low, low price of $5 an hour. Yeah. I think that's yeah, legit, I mean, man. It's a business. We got to make money. Yeah. You think they're just going to get a, a stool for free? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> probably should offer some sort of provisions at the leftover pizza arcade and pizza is an obvious one because it's called leftover pizza arcade so oh, we yeah. need to serve going to be pizza leftover pizza yes like that's what we're gonna do right so like them leftover pizza. we're like the knockoff to chuck e cheese <laughs> yeah we're taking the uneaten chuck e cheese pizzas <laughs> and we are actually repurposing them like that will be our business model. 5,000 yeah. angry comments. This, that's not what they do at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> no, but that's what we do at Leftover Pizza Arcade. Yeah. We go to Chuck E. Cheese. We take all the scraps off people's plates. We put them back into a full pizza, and that's what we serve you yeah. for $23. The only difference yeah. is that we're up front with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that you're eating leftover <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese pizza, and you're going to pay for it, and there's a one pizza minimum. Okay, yeah. you're not getting out the door without ordering a leftover pizza. <laughs> I have so much leftover pizza in the back. That's why we named it this. You know, it is pretty ironic. <laughs> like, what if Chuck E. Cheese was like they're they're the leftover pizza arcade? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! I never thought of that uh, until now. <laughs> well, I'm, we're rolling with it. <laughs> we're doing it. Um. So, obviously, we're going to serve leftover pizza. Is there Are there any other snacks that you would serve at this arcade? Oh, man. Yeah. Um. I think, I don't know what it is. If it was just the mall that I, my arcade used to be in, the old uh, local arcade used to be in the mall. And um, they always had, you know, most malls have soft pretzels and cheese. And, like, that was one thing right. that you could always get at this specific arcade so yeah i'm gonna go with soft pretzels and cheese because god damn it if you've got the cheese already then you got to offer nachos too right yeah like absolutely yeah it goes hand in hand 
Yeah. Yeah, with the round chips. Yeah, I mean, what's it? What's yeah? What's the problem with getting you know an, an extra five dollars in there for a bag of chips, like whatever? Yeah, exactly. An extra twenty three dollars for a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. An extra three hundred dollars for a bag of chips. <laughs> I there's nothing wrong with our business model. We cannot fail at, yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So all right. So you've got leftover pizza. You've got soft pretzels and cheese, <laughs> and you've got three hundred dollar nachos. Yeah. We have to throw the people a bone, grimy. All right. We have to offer them a, a few prizes because you know you got to reward them. You got to want them to come back. All right. Because right, we right. do have a couple ticket games. So right. we're right. gonna have to have a prize counter. You have any ideas what we could have for a couple prizes? I would really like to bring back like the inflatable alien. Ugh, you know? you've got such a good point. I love the inflatable alien. It's yeah. it's iconic. I think it belongs so too. in an arcade. Yeah, like that early two thousands, everything aliens all over the place stickers and something about mm-hmm. the aliens and peace signs like. You know, that was just, like, everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that was one thing I do remember having pretty often at uh, the arcade was inflatable things in general, but, like, aliens. Absolutely. Well, that's how you keep the costs down. You don't don't provide the oxygen. The people have to provide their own oxygen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. But, see, that's a top-shelf prize, Grimey. True. You know, that's that's a high-ticket item. So, like, we can offer that. But the reason that that's a, a top tier high shelf prize is because we have to pre inflate those. So, you know, we, we lose out on oxygen costs there. Uh, but you know what we don't lose out on oxygen costs? Are those blow up punch balls. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. so Wait. I think. Blow up punch okay. balls. What, uh, blow up punch balls. Like, not like the sock and boppers, right? No, sort of, but like a really cheap version of that. These are going to be like our low tier prizes. Okay. okay. Basically, it looks like a balloon, but it's like a super heavy material. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's got that really thick rubber band on it. Yeah. So when you blow it up, then you can punch the thing back and forth. Yep. So we have to offer those. And then I feel like a couple other staples for like cheaper low ticket prizes that we need to offer our guests at the leftover pizza arcade parachute army men were just a staple yeah i agree i feel like you didn't have a good day if you don't walk away with a parachute army man mm-hmm. um and then those sliding tile puzzles you yeah know what, you know what i'm talking yep. about made totally. of plastic and it's got a picture but you got to slide it around sort of like a rubik's cube but like a two-dimensional rubik's cube to yeah. be able to make the, the picture again Yep. Yeah. That that's so that's what I was thinking of for prizes. I, I was thinking low tier. You were thinking high Top tier. Top tier. Yeah. Well, I guess if we're gonna go a little bit lower, I feel like the uh, the one that I used to frequent, they had those kind of things, and they also had like candy prizes as well. I'm gonna put two in, two different candy prizes. My first one is I think there's like four or five different flavors, but uh, you you know what fruities are, right? Fruities. I don't think so. No. So it's like Tootsie Rolls, except they're like they taste good. Oh, flavored Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Fruities. Yeah. I didn't know they had a name. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, fuck Tootsie Rolls. Fruities is where it's at. Same. Yes. Vanilla, amazing. Lemon, pretty delicious. 
Orange can fuck off. So they also made like uh, they made the uh, I think cherry and they made strawberry and they made blue raspberry as well too. And I want to say they made like mm. watermelon and green apple. But yeah, those have to go. I've never had those. You'll have to look them up. I don't know if you're because I know that they made like the other flavored Tootsie Rolls too, where there's like the blue vanilla one and the lemon one came in a, a yellow one and the orange came in an orange, obviously. But then fruities, fruities are like a completely different candy, but like still made by Tootsie Rolls. Yep, we are talking about two completely different things. That's right. I figured. Yeah, not a lot of people know about Fruities for some reason. You can get them for like, I don't know, a big bulk bag for like $10 at like your Candy's cigarette shop. Candy cigarette shop, yes. You know, like tobacco place? Have you ever been to a Candy's t- tobacco place? I've been to a Penny Candy place. Oh, man. There was this place. It was called S&S Candy where I lived in Pittsburgh and they just sold tobacco and bulk candy. <laughs> that's amazing. And apparently there that's like a, a a thing like in a lot of places where they just sell bulk candy and tobacco. Like I don't know why it's a thing, huh. but there's certainly a lot of very them here in PA. Weird. Yeah, very strange. Definitely don't have that around here. That's very cool though. But anyway, that's my first one. Now my second one, I would bring back a candy for this one. Do you happen to remember the Laffy Taffy? It was like the watermelon one that had the watermelon seeds in them. Oh, my God. I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. But, yes, I do now that you mention it. Did they discontinue those? those? Oh, yeah. Those are long gone, man. Between those. And then they had the same. It was like the same flavor, but they had the, uh, like, sprinkles on top or whatever. It was like those crystally glass shard looking sprinkles. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those are both gone. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Didn't realize that. I've always been the evil version of everybody else in the world because I love a, a banana Laffy Taffy. So. Oh, I like banana Laffy Taffy. They're all, everybody else in the world is throwing those out and I'm picking them out of the trash like a little garbage boy. And they say, give me that banana Laffy Taffy. <laughs> and I, I always down to eat trash taffy. <laughs> <laughs> always, always down for trash taffy. Those are our first 10 items in the leftover pizza arcade. Hopefully we can revisit this one many, many times in the future and we'll fill it up with all kinds of good arcade cabinets. But for now, that's where we'll end it. Yeah, I mean, we only have like limited funds as a startup here. We can't be implementing 40 games. So, you know. Right. But the beautiful part about an arcade is the turnover, right? So, I mean, we can just do this forever. We can just get new games in and ship old games out. And, uh, you know, the leftover pizza is also never going to go away. There's yeah. always going to be pizzas for us to pick up over at Chuck E. Cheese and serve to our customers. So I think we have a good business model here. You know, we will, you'll definitely see us again in the future serving uh, gross pizza with cigarette butts in it and uh, <laughs> maybe bringing in some new games into our arcade. <laughs> so there's one more thing that we want to mention before we yes, wrap this episode absolutely. up. Uh, and that is... That we have an Instagram now. Can you believe it? Absolutely. We now have an official Instagram account, and it is Leftover Pizza Podcast, word for word. Definitely check us out there. Follow us, like our posts, share our posts, you know, be a friend. DM us pictures of your dog uh, pooping in the yard. We'd love to see it. If I don't get at least one DM of a dog crapping, this has all been for nothing. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, I should also mention I did 
take the time to make us a web page so it's way easier for everybody to find where all of our shows are streaming either on apple podcasts or spotify or anywhere else so if you go to leftoverpizzapodcast.com it'll bring you to the page and you can easily find episodes share it with your friends share it with your family so yeah we're we're doing big things here in 2022 hell yeah and with that i am grimy from retroplasm and i am derek from itsdemboys.com and now leftoverpizzapodcast.com. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Fighting the Frizzies at 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. very good. Yeah, I am hitting, hitting the old stop.